podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Phillips Laven of the 1012 Podcast here. Have you been listening to this show for a while and thought, you know, if that guy can do this, then so can I? Well, you're, you're probably right. And it's worth giving a shot. The one question you're going to ask yourself is, how do I get my podcast out for everyone to listen to on iTunes, on Spotify? Well, you're going to need a hosting site. And if I may make a suggestion, go with Anchor. It's easy and it's free, which is great for podcast hobbyists uh, who aren't exactly expecting this to make a lot of income, especially starting out. Anchor is fantastic. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. It has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your show on listening platforms like we mentioned Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And again, it is totally free. It's fantastic. It is what we use. And if it's what we use, it's what we're going to suggest to others. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started with your podcast. Sit back, relax. All right. Three, two. Welcome to the 1012, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. Uh, today we are continuing our special edition bonus pod realignment series that we call Sell Me On, uh, where we go through each of the eight remaining Big 12 schools to talk about what their selling points are. Uh, in the efforts to try and and bounce from whatever this leftover conference is and try and find a nice, comfortable, uh, financially stable landing spot. Uh, Today, uh, we are on Texas Tech and the Red Raiders out of Lubbock. Very excited to have our good friend Albie Shore from Viva the Matadors joining us today. Albie, uh, welcome back, man. What's going on, Philip? I'm glad to let the world know why y'all should stop crapping on us. All right, take us seriously, okay? We're big boys, damn it. Uh, first question out of the gate, uh, if it was a power five conference, but you were required to no longer throw tortillas onto the field, can you guys do that? Is that a thing that Texas Tech could give up to land in a power five conference? Is that going to be a pushback? We would agree to it. We would agree to it and then disobey immediately. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely immediately. We'd be like, yeah, 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 sure, sure. You don't like, you don't like littering Pac-12. Okay. That's fine. All right. We won't litter. And then day one against UCLA, we would throw tortillas all over the field. Like, that's just, we're defiant. That's just our, that's our brand. That's why you love us. That's our selling point. <laughs> and that wraps up this episode. No, I'm kidding. Uh, okay, Albie. So, I mean, first question we always ask here for the most part, like, sell me on, sell me on Texas Tech. Like, if, if you're in charge of the school and you've got representatives from each of the remaining Power Five conferences, sitting before you like what do you what is your selling point for texas tech 
All right, so it's pretty simple. All right, you executives out here, and you want to wonder why why you should bring in Texas Tech in. I'll tell you why. So first off, we we can talk about a decade ago, whenever realignment was happening, Marcus was the big thing. That was the big fancy thing. Well, you want markets? We have markets. We have the Dallas Fort Worth market, one of the top five or top six markets in the entire country, right? It's a very large market, fourth biggest metroplex in the, in, in the country as well. Um, some people might say, oh, well, what about TC? Don't they bring that market? Ha! No, they do not. All right. Nobody outside of that small niche of Fort Worth cares about the TCU Horn Frogs. They don't care about Texas Tech Red Raiders. Mar I believe, and I could be wrong, the largest alumni base out of any school, out of any big uh, Texas school, resides from Texas Tech in the DFW. There's that. What do you say? Okay, well, we don't care about that. We care about streaming and revenue endowments. Guess what? Texas Tech, large endowment, large alumni base. We got a lot of people. We got a lot of people, one of the biggest universities in Texas. Um, not only that, we make money. I'm tired of people thinking that Texas Tech does not make money, that we're just a small school. We're not, we're not. Houston Baptist, okay, we're not TCU. We actually make money, all right? Oh, and Wall Street Journal just came out and put out the revenues for 2019. It didn't just come out. It was a 2019 uh, revenue for each, each uh, college football program, which is the latest one because, of course, last year, COVID. Um, and Texas Tech came out 33rd. Now, first thing you may be thinking, well, 33rd, that's not great. It's, I'm, not saying it's, I'm not saying we're Texas. We're not Oklahoma. But Comparatively, compared to all the other schools in the country, compared to the schools in the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, puts in the upper half at almost any conference. Any other conference that wants to bring us in, we'd be one of your better schools, one of your revenue-making schools that make money. Also, Tech fans, we are passionate. We will travel. When Tech went to the Final Four, guess who was up in Minneapolis in that thing? Hot. It was Tech fans. College World Series in Omaha, guess who's up in there? Rowdy. It's Tech fans. We travel. We spend the money. And here's the thing. Also, when it comes to thinking about tech and thinking about the money we're making right now, tech has not been good in football in over a decade. We've not been good. It hasn't been good whatsoever. Yet we're still making as much money as we have been. Think about when we actually get good, how much money we can be making. So when you look at a school like Baylor and how in the, they, they're making, they're not, I, I, and I, and unfortunately, Baylor's a private school, so we don't necessarily get to see the public records. I guarantee you they're not making much money in tech. And even with that, at the height of their athletic program, Still not making as much. TCU has had a much better football program. Still not making as much. So with Tech, where we are right now, still making as much money as we are. When we do, when we're kicking the Arizonas of the world and we're kicking the Rutgers and Maryland's of the world, and I'm going big, all of you execs, when we're kicking the Arkansas of the world because you decided to invite us to the SEC instead of Texas, that's what we bring to the table. Okay, so let me let me ask a few things because I like some specifics to back some of this up. The DFW market. I mean, I have driven from Dallas to Lubbock. It um, it takes a minute. Um, it does, but but my though it's not. I'm not saying it's close. I'm saying what I'm saying is that enough Red Raider fans and alumni live in DFW that it, do, it dominates the market. If anytime there's a tech game on TV, if there's a tech game on TV, you go to any bar in the Dallas area, it's on radio, live broadcasting tech football and or basketball game for the few people that still listen to radio. It's in the Dallas area, but you can't, funny enough, outside of TCU, Tech, and Texas, I don't believe you can get every game outside of those three, outside of those, as far as power conference, you know, outside of those three schools, at least you could when I lived in Arlington. Um, and so that's, I mean, so though we are five hours away from Dallas, and it does seem like a little bit of a trend, our presence in Dallas is what brings that, that market. 
As far as revenue goes, uh, I believe the USA Today has Texas Tech at 43rd in in athletic department uh, revenue, uh, which puts them behind. It's ahead of Iowa State and Oklahoma State, ahead of Kansas State. Obviously, teaching Baylor on, on there. Uh, behind Kansas, but we all know Kansas. Number three. So technically, Texas Tech is the fourth most profitable school in the Big 12, which is something I did not realize until it. Nope, sorry, fifth. West Virginia is at 40th. My bad. We don't count them. We don't, we don't, we don't, don't worry. About I mean, them. they do count. Whatever uh, number counts. makes us look better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fourth makes us look better than fifth, we're going with that one. But no, this, uh, well, my, my whole point in that, though, is that tech is surprisingly profitable, right? Like, we, we make, and it's the same argument I've, I've had for, for quite a bit in the idea that, that tech is this poor little small school, this cow, this small little small farm school. Right, the technological school. We make money, and we make money, and we have boosters too. You want, if you want old Texas boosters like the one they got down in the forty acres, we have that too. All right, we don't have. We may not have a T Boone Pickens, but we got like twenty guys that make up a T Boone Pickens. That's good. Twenty guys is better than no guys. Um, yeah, you know. I mean, as far as TV numbers, and I'm trying to find um, all the brilliance that Adam Lunt tweeted out because I can't for the life of me find it. Um, so, well, I will say, um, TV numbers don't help my argument. <laughs> I will throw that out. TV numbers last year, last couple of years, don't help my argument. And a lot of that has to do with, well, we're not good. That's that's really the crux of that. It, we, we, just, we haven't been that good of a football team. I will say I think the TV numbers are better than they should be considering that we're not good. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's really no – a lot of the TV numbers, you know, big – reason why like you see sport like Iowa State right now is one of the biggest draws in the Big 12 because they're good and the better you are the the um the better you are the more the more attention you're going to pull but again as bad as we are we pull better than we should so when we do get good in a let's face it in a not as competitive conference cough cough pack 12 um more more eyes will be watching if we're as bad now we're still getting eyes to the screen more will come when we actually so Mike Leach years, we were great. Well, yeah, but they were tons of fun to watch too. Get Crabtree and and all that. Like I, I get it. Um, all right. So you mentioned the Pac-12. I mean, ideally, Albie, what do you think is the best landing spot for Texas Tech if you could if you could pick? Since 2011, I've been wanting Tech in the Pac-12, and the big reason why I've been wanting Tech in the Pac-12. Tech in the Pac-12 uh, one, I mean, a lot of my reasoning for wanting Tech in the Pac-12 is because I. I wasn't a believer the Big 12 would actually uh, exist. And then when they finally had me believing that it would exist and it would be a thriving conference that can make it forward, this happened. So um, uh, that's what I thought it was so out to pull me back in. Pull me back in. So that was one reason. But another reason is, is that I, honestly, it's oddly a, a fairly natural fit. I mean, the Arizona school is not too far. Colorado's not too far from where we are being in Lubbock, Texas. Um, so it's a pretty natural fit when it comes to that. Also, let's face it. It's not as tough, right? Like, if you look at the Pac-12 right now, we were in, uh, um, let's hypothetically say, right, Tech, Oklahoma State, uh, I'll throw out TCU, and let's throw out Kansas. Go to the Pac-12, right? And we're in a pod situation. That pod alone, not bad. We can handle that pod. And he said we have to play um, four other, or uh, what would that be, Uh, uh, five other games, five to six other teams outside of that pod. So let's say an Arizona school, Colorado, uh, California school, Washington State, or you give me that schedule, 
schedule, hey, all, all I care about is getting, getting a seven-win season. And that's a consistent seven-win season. We don't have to go through the one-through champion ringer that is the Big 12 every year. I will take that. That's one other reason why. I think the biggest problem that I have as far as a tech fan in the Pac-12, a lot of tech fans want to go to the Pac-12 without another Texas uh, team because they see the success Texas A&M had in the SEC. They think that's the best way to go. I'm not one of those people because Texas players do not care about playing in the Pac-12. Whatever, right? They don't. That's not. That's not our selling point. So bring TCU. I, I read something recently that's saying that we may be working with Baylor. Sure, what? I don't care. Bring the Texas school from the uh, with you to the Pac-12, so you keep that recruiting. You keep that. You're able to say, hey, not only are you be able to see your son a little bit, but we'll take a trip to Fort Worth. We'll take a trip to Waco, to Houston, to whatever, or with you to the Pac-12. But I, I think Pac-12 will work. The only another another thing that Tech fans won't like about the Pac-12, Tech and the Pac-12 is um, 11 a.m. games virtually every year. It is what it is. That's just going to be the fact. All your home games are going to be at 11 a.m. But I would much rather an 11 a.m. game than a 7 p.m. game playing Tulsa. So mm-hmm. suck it up. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I've talked about this. There's, there's no perfect landing spot for any of these schools. Like there's positives and negatives. Like the, the best landing spot is Iowa State to the Big Ten because it makes such it makes sense, right? Like there is no better fit anywhere other than West Virginia to the ACC than Iowa State to the Big Ten. Everybody else is going to have to make major sacrifices, like whatever wherever they go. There will be positives, but there's going to be sacrifices. And the Pac-12 makes sense. It does. Um, I am interesting because I was going to, you kind of half answered my question because the article you were referring to as far as Texas Tech and partnering was um, the Athletic put out one that was just an update on where things are. And they were talking about how Texas Tech and TCU and Baylor were kind of talking with each other like they could try and be a package deal. And I asked I asked Melissa Treve-Wasser, uh, who covers TCU for our, our Hit the Horn podcast, and, and she had said, yeah, like it makes sense. But if the op- if it's a, it's, if it's you or everybody else, like you what what would you i mean you're going to take it and go like i get the idea yeah. if you're the pac 12 i don't know that it makes sense to just add one you're not going to do like boise state and texas tech or byu and texas tech and because the other thing is like the argument of like we can be the texas a&m of the pac 12 the problem is that everybody wants to play in the sec yes, everyone does that's, it and that's teams the in the west coast don't even want to play are all going elsewhere from the pac 12 <laughs> so the idea of like well yeah, that, and that's that, the thing. That, yeah. there's no there's no allure I mean, I, I guess the, there's the idea that you're already going to lose recruits to Texas A&M, so that's, that's gone. And if TCU Baylor drop down to the AAC, and if I'm a Texas, if I'm if I'm in Dallas, and my options are either playing in the in a power conference in the Pac-14, 16, whatever, or playing the AEC, I'd rather go to the Pac. Maybe, but also then I, there. Uh, there's going to be plenty of players like, no, it's not worth it. I'm going to just stay and go to SMU, TCU, Houston, whatever. Like, there's going to be enough of that. It's just, to me, if you really want an advantage in, in recruiting, bring on, I know, I, I, the more I've thought about this, I don't need, we don't need to be all a package seal. Like, Tech and TCU, I think would work perfectly. You bring on TCU, there's, you, you kind of drop package that is there. You bring on TCU, you still, you may lose some of that Houston recruiting, but you strengthen your recruiting in the Dallas area. Uh, with TCU, not only that, you can say, hey, your parents will watch you play at, at, at uh, Lubbock, but every other year, we will play in Fort Worth, and we'll be able to play in front of you, and, and you want to be able to just drive from your house, 20-minute drive over to the, the Amage Carter Stadium, a.k.a. Lubbock, Lubbock uh, East, and go into the, and, and watch your kid play, and that's, uh, that's valuable. That's a big reason why Tech plays U of H. I was playing U of H this year, plays U of H quite often. It's a big reason why 
Tech actually Tech played Ole Miss in Houston just a few years ago. Like it's it's a big reason why they do it. They usually have a game elsewhere in Texas uh, for that reason, for recruiting reasons. And it's just, that's going to be that much more important when you're no longer playing Texas and no longer playing Baylor every year and TCU or whatever every year. You're going to need those. You're going to need a partner from the state. And as though I do think Oklahoma State, there's a decent chance that we go to a different power conferences with Oklahoma State. I don't think Oklahoma State does anything for us when it comes to recruiting and, and building um, a better football team. I would push back on that a little bit. And I know I'm biased because I'm an OSU guy, but the as much of Oklahoma State's alumni base that is out of Texas and mm-hmm. out of the DFW area, and as much as they recruit out of that area, I'm not sure that's as – I think there is a well, – I, I, I don't I'm think it's like, as bad I, as, as – as you are implying, um, well, I, think I think it's a better. I think, I think they would be a better partner than Baylor or Houston. Well, I'll say this: I think Oklahoma State's a great partner when it comes to just uh, both universities are pretty. Strong. I'm not saying they're not a good partner to go to. I actually think they are, in my opinion, should be our number one partner. I don't think they're a good partner when it comes to if you just go if it's just Tech, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, and Kansas, right? Like hypothetically, let's say it's just those four. That doesn't help you when it comes to recruit and building your football team. That's that's what I'm saying. Nobody, you're not. If, if I'm a Dallas parent, I don't care that you're playing at Stillwater next year. Like that doesn't do anything more for me than if you're playing at TCU, at Baylor, at Houston. I don't even know. That's probably about it. But like that doesn't that doesn't move the needle anymore. But when it comes to partnership and going to the pack or the big or wherever, then Oklahoma definitely Oklahoma State has Oklahoma State has arguably the strongest brand out of the remaining eight schools, technically. And so you want to take that, and in my opinion, Oklahoma State, Tech, and Kansas are probably the three biggest brands and and, and, fan, and alumni bases, and maybe you want to add Iowa State in there. And so if you have a chance to power with somebody else like that, that works. However, from a strictly football recruiting standpoint, Oklahoma State doesn't do much for you to where TCU and Baylor actually can. So you seem pretty locked in, as you said. You, you preferred the Pac-12, and that makes sense. I don't... Uh, again, I don't. I, I also, I also don't think Tech has any other option. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I keep saying this on every pod and whatever, and I'll keep saying it. I don't think the Big Ten expands because I don't think it has to. Um, I think Fox is going to do for them what the ESPN has done for the SEC and just completely own it and pay them bukus of money. And so while they'll probably be making a little bit less than the SEC, they're still going to be significantly ahead of the ACC and the Pac-12. Um, and I don't think ESPN is going to let the ACC out anybody because they're not going to let them out of that sweetheart deal that they have unless Notre Dame wants to come down. And Notre Dame, is too uh, personal identity is too strongly tied to being an independent, and they're not going to stop being an independent until they've absolutely have to stop being an independent. And right now, they still don't have to. And we can say the writing's on the wall, but Notre Dame can literally decide whatever they want to go to a conference and they're going to get to go. So it's not like they have to go now or their window is closed. Their window is open whenever they want it to be because that is that is the Notre Dame brand. So yeah. yes, the two options that seem most likely for most of the, for if not all the eight teams, most of them is either you have to bring in new schools to the to the remaining eight and, and reform the Big 12 to 12 teams, not 10. Or a group of you is able to package yourself and go over to the, to the Pac-12 to make it a Pac-14 or Pac-16 or whatever they want to do. And I've, I've seen, I've read all the same things everybody else has about because none of this is going to happen quickly. None of it is. Absolutely no, none of it. No. Nothing is happening. You won't. You're not going to hear. I put this. 
there will be information that comes out between now and the next six months that is accurate. But it's it's going to be bits and nuggets here mixed in with a whole lot of other stuff that's not. We're not going to feel, really know anything, to my opinion, till at least January. And even then it might be longer because there's just too many moving parts in this thing. There's too many yeah. things involved. There's too much money at play. And there's too many things that aren't going to be decided for a few years that there's no way this happens quickly. Well, I think that I think a lot of people are thinking back to a decade ago, what happened a decade ago, but here's a big difference. Surprisingly, Texas and Oklahoma moved. Like, you know, they always talk about, oh, we, we didn't know and, and administrators kind of say these things. I, they did, they moved silently. Everything I've read, everything I've seen, a lot of people, now they probably should have seen the writing on the wall, but a lot of people were surprised at how they went about it. And I think it did. I, the big reason why it's going to take as long as you're fading is because the clock really started the day that that Houston Chronicle article came out. So with the last realignment, the clock started before we even knew about it. And so whenever the big news was coming out as far as, you know, uh, um, the, pack t- the Pac-10 at the time trying to expand and the Big 12 blowing up, that was already been in the talk before we even knew about it. But this one, with the exception of SEC, Texas, and Oklahoma, was really moving in silence like lasagna it was it was uh, you know it was it was uh, and so that's when the clock started so now we're seeing from day, from that day about a month ago that clock started then now we're seeing six months of work right because that's not work for six months now we're gonna see six months of work in January. at, at least six months whether it's a year or what have you yeah yeah so i will say um when it comes to the pac-12 i i think they have to and i think they have to go to i I initially I said they don't have to go to 16. The more I thought about it, I I think 16 has needs needs to be the answer. Will they? I don't know, but I, I think they they have to expand. They have to expand in a way that that satisfies um, their their big money people, which is USC, Oregon, um, and getting into Texas. I think is one of them. Uh, also, I think it's uh, you know a lot of people are going to say this doesn't matter, but when it's when it's not a, when you're not bringing in Texas and you're not bringing Oklahoma, you're not bringing Notre Dame. It, certain things do matter, like the research factors and the academic factors, and it's not a huge difference between a. It's none of the schools out of the eight remaining eight schools are such a big leaps and bounds over the other ones, to where a simple difference of like being an R one school and like being an A eight school will matter, and that's where a school like Kansas and potentially Iowa State have a better shot than a school like Baylor. Baylor has a lot of back a lot of baggage they're bringing in from the obvious, which is, you know, the sexual assault case, yes, but not just that, the fact that they're not an all-white school, the fact that they're, uh, um, the, the religious entities that come with it, right? And people kind of want to loop TCU in it, and speaking of Melissa, she watched this on, on our podcast, the Tortillas and Takes podcast as well, and she, we brought up a great point, is that though it's Texas Christian, the Texas Christian is kind of just a name only. Yep. They're, they're very, 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 very loosely related to their Christian and it's just not the same thing they, they, to where Baylor is pretty closely aligned with their with their Baptist origins and so it's it's just there's a lot that there's a lot of baggage with Baylor and, and so much so to where if they unless they're coming in with a package deal like that was discussed I just don't see it to where TCU and Tech for example TCU Tech OSU Kansas probably makes the most sense in my opinion um, going to going to the Pac-12 if Kansas doesn't get scooped by the Big Ten which I don't, I'm with you. The Big Ten doesn't need to expand. And will they really need to expand for Kansas? I mean, I know they have a huge basketball following, but the football following is so bad that it it, it doesn't, doesn't really warrant a need for them to expand for it. 
Yeah, I can't figure out with some of this. Like, we all... ESPN drives a lot of the narrative, but a lot of the media drives the talking points, right? And so sometimes it's hard to figure out if the talking points are real, if they matter, or they're just the media talking points. For instance, we know that football is driving this bus. We know that Kansas is is an opportunity because they're basketball. We know that AAU matter for the Big Ten and the Pac-12. And yet we hear constantly other people who negate and argue with all those points, not the football driving the bus as much, but like there's for every, this is a statement of fact, there is, well, this is actually a wrong statement of fact, and it's this statement of fact. And so piercing through all of it, like, this is why we're doing this with every single school and talking about what the selling points are. Like I can see the selling points for just about all eight schools to go somewhere. But I can also perfectly see why all the both the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and the ACC would be perfectly fine standing pat with where they are. And so, at the end of the day, it's always going to be what did the what did the TV numbers say? What do Fox and ESPN come back and say? If they are driving the you need to add this, um, then that's gonna that's gonna matter. If also if so, if we're thinking of if we're thinking ESPN, and I think both. Um, if you're ESPN, you kind of already you didn't show your cards, but your cards. Oh no, they cool. your cards were shown for you by Texas A&M. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, hey guys, they got two aces over here. Yeah. They got two aces. <laughs> oh no, don't supposed to say that out loud. Sorry, just yeah. yeah we're so, we're good. We're good. So for ESPN, they would love nothing more than not only the Big Twelve to blow up, but the Big Twelve to blow up, and then those these eight schools join the AAC for a A twenty or whatever many yeah. teams it would be. Um, that would be just you know, the dream scenario for the Texas Longhorns. They lost a lot of money. They then they're going to make it up by screwing over eight schools. Yeah, and that's and that's that would be perfect for them. That's what they would want for sure for the Big Twenty or whatever they want to call it. Um, for Fox, so I think Fox is where the question really lies. Fox and and wild card is CBS. I think CBS is the one that nobody's really talking about. But let's face it, they're going to lose. Their, their cash cow, which is the SEC. There's almost no doubt they're going to lose. Oh, it's gone. Money. It's already, no, it already is. Like the ESPN is basically already bought once that deal is over. Yeah. So that's, that's gone. So if you're CBS, you now have to think about your next move. Are you going to, now one option is just saying, you know what? Uh, we had a good run and we're going to call, we're going to, we're going to call. There's no more college football from CBS, which is, in my opinion, not a good idea. But another option is you, you driving it elsewhere. Okay. We're not going to do SEC anymore. Big Ten, what about you? Can we get you? If not Big Ten, hey, Pac-12, we'll show your game, but you have to do this, right? And I think that's where CBS and Fox, I think, will drive expansion. Arguably, maybe not as much as ESPN, arguably more only because we already know what ESPN wants. But if CBS and Fox come to Pac-12 and says, hey, man, Pac-12, one, you ain't really got no – I mean, you, your big hitters, uh, uh, Oregon and, and, and USC, ain't that big of hitters recently. Right, we need you to expand, not just expand, but expand all the way out to the central time zone so we can have 11 a.m. games out there. We can have, we can ha- keep that consistent. So, because we need you to expand, and the Pac 12 commissioner, though he said he loves being in a unique position as the only conference with, with Pacifics with Pacific and Mountain time zone teams, I what I heard was is I'm very cognizant of the fact that we're the only conference with Pacific and Mountain time zone teams, right? So, he, he knows that the, the central time zone is necessary. Question is becomes, and if, if Fox or CBS says, hey, we need you to expand and get into the central time zone, 
you got eight schools to choose from to get in the central time zone. Each of the remaining eight schools are in the central time zone. Question is, which ones? If you want to appease those California schools and get into Texas, which you should, um, and grabbing one or two Texas schools or three Texas schools, do you want to grab what, in my opinion, is the biggest brand out of the remaining eight in Oklahoma State and Kansas, the two biggest brands in, the, in Oklahoma State and Kansas, uh, strengthening your basketball program in Kansas, get, a, get an AAU university, which is semi-important. It's not an end-all, be-all. But I will say, though the AAU is not an end-all, be-all for the Pac-12, Pac every university in the Pac-12 is an R1 research university. And so it's easier to say, you know, that we, it doesn't have to be an AAU university. I think the Pac-12 uh, commissioner did say that. It doesn't have to be an AAU university. But every single one is an R1 university. And so that makes it harder for a school like TC who's not. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate pit, joined by my brother, Jeremy J.N. Fiend Phoenix. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. We do the Raspy Voice Kids podcast. If you love West Virginia University, you will love our podcast. If you don't care about West Virginia University, you will love our pop culture segment. It begins every single episode. You can join in the fun anytime, anyplace. Get at your boys. I think... I know Kansas is focused on the Big Ten. I know Iowa State's focused on the Big Ten. I know West Virginia's focused on the ACC. But I think everybody else is it's Pac-12 or bust. Yeah. I, and yeah, I just I don't. Okay, so let's do the let's do the um, the conference sticks together. Let's wrap on this. Right. Eight schools have nowhere to go, and so they're forced to band together and take every nickel and penny they can from uh, from the OU in Texas to let them go. Now it's time to expand. Um, you can't stay at eight. You have to grow. You cannot go to 12. 10. You have to go to 12. It's time to go back to 12 schools because there's, there's no two schools you can add. And it's all about numbers. There's no two schools you can add to replace the value of Oklahoma, Texas. Are there four schools you can add to get you closer to as much as you can get? You're not going to stay. You're not going to get to 35 million a year per school. Potentially. So there's, there's one school you have to add. You have to make it work. I know you, I, it's I know you're BYU. Gonna, yeah. you got to make it work. I, you know, I, I get it. The Sunday thing, it doesn't matter. Make it work. Be, you're not. You're no longer in a position of power. Invite BYU. Make it work. They, they, that, that's first things first. Uh, as far as the other schools, I think you, then you you ask yourself what you want. I think one school that I number two school I would ask would be Cincinnati. Pretty big following. You expand out to Ohio. That gets you closer to West Virginia. Um, a natural regional rivalry there with Cincinnati and West Virginia. And they're good. I think that would be. And they're good. That, that's that's me. That's number two, right? So that's the first two. BYU, Cincinnati. I don't see any other scenario that doesn't include those two um i think it's the next the next two when you get to 12 that's a lot of questions so first thing that fans that don't pay attention to this every day will say well what about houston what about SMU? why would texas tech tcu and baylor invite smu and houston the answer is they would texas tech and baylor were very against houston to begin with the last letter realignment Texas, or Texas Tech, Texas, and Baylor were very against Houston being brought on uh, to the Big 12 last go around. When everybody thought Houston was the only team that'd be brought on, those three schools were against it for obvious reasons. I mean, why bring on another school in Texas? Uh, Houston is kind of, I, I'm not a huge believer in it, but a lot of people are that they're a sleeping giant if you add them to a power conference school. Um, and so it's, it's that, and, and I think that continues. I mean, why bring Houston and SMU on? Especially SMU now is just dangerous as Houston. Have you seen their team lately? Mm -hmm. They're killing it. So it's it's. I just don't think that's 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 a, a card. Now, I'm not saying that they wouldn't invite Houston or B, but I I don't think so. 
So then it goes, okay, well, if not them, who else? So Memphis is a good one that's been brought up, uh, potentially. I, I could see it. They have strong um, basketball fan base. Uh, football's good every now and again. But I think one thing is, is that really increasing the footprint. UCF is the most popular G5 school in the country. It's far. It's out in Florida. I, it's you're driving a number four school. I hate it as a it's, geographic fit. Oh, but it's the biggest, like. It's, it's a terrible geographic fit. Massive school. The biggest G5, a group of five school in the country. The alumni base um, is like the biggest in the state. Alumni base is, oh, they get like, they're, they're enormous, like 50,000. Like they get, they, they let anybody in that school. Uh, it's, it's absolutely large. Um, you get the Florida footprint. I still believe markets matter somewhat. There's no one near as much as we did a, a decade ago. Um, and so it's geographically, it sucks, but, I, but the Big 12 made a decision a decade ago that geographically doesn't matter as much. Um, I, I, I think you not only grab UCF, but you also grab USF to make the model fit. And that's the four that I grab on is, is BYU, Cincinnati, and the two teams. So I agree on BYU and Cincinnati. I I think you hurt yourself in the long run by trying to stretch all the way to Florida from B from Utah to Florida. Even I don't disagree. I think you I, I think you hurt yourself in the long run. Like it's nice because you have the brands, but I'm not sure with as much money money as you're losing that you want to deal with the travel of dealing with that. And UCF's good at football and they're a brand in football. They're not at much of anything else. Um, so I will say this, and I and I and the reason I about I bring this up is because um, I have heard it recently rumored for for us in an aspect, but. Um, a basketball, football only uh, um, agreement with the Florida schools is another option. Mm-hmm. And I think that's potential. That's a potential in the money making programs. Basketball, that's, football only. Even if you do, even if you do the main four sports, that's that's um, so complicated because they have to find a home for the rest of their stuff, and that's that's a pain. Very, yeah. um, I very get UCF. I do. I get UCF. I do. I just think that's a nightmare scenario from a from a, a geographic standpoint. I have always been anti Houston because bringing Houston in only helps Houston, um, and I don't know that. Like, I get the Houston market, but I'm not. I'm okay. Like, they are the Houston market. So what me, TCU is the Fort Worth market. About, um, let me tell you something about the Houston market. I grew up in Houston. You think UCF up, lets everybody in? in. <laughs> well, I said I grew up in Houston. I don't know. Out of me and my friends that we grew up together, and, and I, I was I was I was in three different school districts. All my friends, I don't know a single Cougar fan that didn't before before college. Don't know one. We didn't watch Cougar games. We didn't go to U of H games. We weren't excited about it. Um, when Case Keenum came, and I was in college during the Case Keenum time. Um, U of H alumni were a little bit more excited in, in the city, but it's it's just and it's not just the city of Houston, but it's any uh, university in a big in a big city. It just you care about the pro sports more, and it's, and Houston's the same way. And if you don't win 10, 11 games in Houston, which they won't, if they're moving up, they won't care. They're not going to Cougar alumni, Cougar fans aren't going to watch the team if they're not winning ten games. Yeah, uh, they fired their coach because he only won eight, <laughs> and it's not because it's not and it's not because he it's, it's well it's because he wasn't winning 10, but they weren't selling out the stadium. They built a nice new stadium. And even, actually, I think about even when they were winning 10, 11 games, they weren't selling out the stadium. The Cougars aren't the draw that people assume that they are. No, and, and it only helps Houston. But it, I hate this because if, if Fox and ESPN say, these are the four schools you'll make the most money off of if you bring them on, then those are the four schools you add. 
BYU and Cincinnati makes sense. Um, I would add Boise because if you're going to add BYU, Boise to BYU is geographically incredibly close. Boise is a brand and brands matter right now. Like it's it, the the drive from you can drive from Boise to BYU in no time. Like if you're going to add BYU, it's not like you're going significantly further away to Boise State. You might as well add Boise because you add the brand that is Boise, and I think the brand does matter. Brands matter. You're right. I love Memphis. Selfishly, I would love to have Memphis. I don't think Memphis moves the needle enough. I I, I hate adding Houston or SMU, but I think you have to add one of them. Um, and that'd be Houston. Yeah. And it would be Houston over SMU. I would rather selfishly add SMU than Houston because I just don't like Houston and just don't want them. Again, you think UCF lets everybody in. Um, but I think you would have to go BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, someone else, and be that UCF, which is a nightmare, Memphis, which doesn't move the needle enough, or Boise State, who, yeah, they're in Boise, Idaho, but they are a brand and people pay attention to them as long as they and stay for, good. And, and for Boise State, it's the only problem is it's brand only. And at this point, they're not they're not bringing the football they used to. No. I mean, they're really brand only at this point. They don't have a they don't have a large fan base. I mean, it's large for Idaho, but it's it's not you know. It's but not, you it's can not, for a while sell on games with Boise State. And so, and you if they, could. if they, I don't stay. know if you can anymore. I don't know if you can anymore. Yeah. This, 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 was, is, this is a decade ago. This is the problem. You can name two, certainly. Finding the other two is yeah. hard. And people could be like, yeah. no, Houston is the right. Like, I, and I get it. I personally, I just don't want Houston. You have to add one of the two taxes. You have to add Houston or SMU. Like you're just gonna have to, and it's probably gonna end up being Houston. So it's probably some combination: Cincinnati, Houston, Memphis, or Cincinnati, Houston, BYU, and somebody else. And there's not a somebody else. It's just like a sure fight. If you're gonna have to add someone, can we just get Tulane so we can all add a reason? I was just, I was literally just about to <laughs> just go to New Orleans. Uh, every Tulane year. at least, yeah. Tulane. I mean, it raises your academic profile. It's another Louisiana school, or actually. At, well, Lafayette's another option, I guess, as well. Especially Louisiana is good because they have their head coach, and once he's gone, they go back to being irrelevant. Uh, yeah. Well, so I'll say this about Louisiana. And actually, and, and funny enough, nobody's – people love going up to Tulane, but nobody likes going up to Louisiana. I find that interesting. Maybe it's because of the Sun Belt. Nobody cares about the conference. Fun Belt but is fun, Louisiana, though, Fun Belt's fun. Well, well, I'll say this about Louisiana. They're a much larger fan base and alumni base than, than Tulane, and that's not even close. Um I, they're the second most popular school uh, uh, team in Louisiana. Obviously, LSU is number one, but they're they're number two. They, they, it's not even they're a strong number two. Not really that far from if you are adding Houston, it's only a four hour drive from Houston. It's not really far. That means it's only a like a six seven hour drive from from Fort Worth. It's uh, proximity wise, it's not it's not that far. Um, Lafayette's fun. I mean, if you're probably making requirements to upgrade their stadium, of course, but um, if, if you're good, if you're looking at Tulane, Lafayette would be the right choice. And that's and big, big, big twelve. Don't act like you have academic integrity. But, oh well, you know, Tulane is they're an AAU school, and you know yeah, we're not. They, let's not try to act like something we're not. Right? Let's let's not do that. West Virginia is an accomplice for God's sakes. All right. Albert, it's been a lot of fun. I appreciate it, man, as always. Uh, do me a favor. Where can everybody check out the uh, the work that you do covering the Texas Tech Red Raiders? Yep. Make sure to go to the Tortillas and Tanks podcast. Um, we are part of the Guns Up podcast network. Um, if you hate hearing my voice, then listen to some of our friends' voices instead. Um, I get it. I'm annoyed. You know, so that's fine. 
but uh, but yeah, Tortillas and Takes podcast. Um, Philip's been on there. Uh, I got a two parter. That's how. That's how yeah, much yeah. I talked. You did get a two parter. We we talked for so long. We were like, yeah, we got to record this. We got to record this. Dylan was like, oh god. Dylan, our producer, was like, oh god. You guys, you guys put this up. We can't. I had to re-record my exit because he was like, "Dude, I don't. This is way too much." So, um, uh, but yeah, no tortillas and takes podcast. We have or podcast, podcast. We have fun. Um, and yeah, our next preview actually before this, our next preview we're going to be previewing the Texas Longhorns. So if you want to go on there and boo the Longhorns for a solid hour, poor Gerald, make sure you do it while listening to the tortillas and takes podcast. Can I just say that your little your little network is the reason that we don't have a Texas Tech podcast right now because you took them all, you just gobbled them all up for yourselves, you greedy. Bastard. Well, if you would have, if you would have hit us up six months ago, then who knows? This was you know? I didn't I didn't six months ago we weren't ready you to have foresight. Hey, foresight. Have, watch if you have you have. <laughs> I had I had Bob Bowlesby level foresight on this thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, it's uh. No, I mean it's it's luckily we got all the good Texas Tech podcasts. Not to throw shots at us. Leave the scraps for podcasts. for all the rest of us. Albie, man, this is this is a pleasure as always. Love having you on, and uh, we'll have to do it again soon, bud. For sure. Podcast Network.